As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He just says that I'm a girl and I used to be a boy. And whenever I ask him if he's okay with that, he just kind of gives me a look and he says, yeah. Hi, and welcome to the Beyond Gender podcast, Weekly Transgender Stories. My name is Caleb Arring, and I am your host. Thank you for joining me today. And as a reminder, if you want to connect with me, you can tweet me at beyondgenderpod, email me at beyondgender at gmail.com, or check out the website, beyondgender.com. This is our first episode of 2016 and I am so excited to be back with everyone and I'm so sorry that there weren't any posts over the last couple of weeks. I said that I would post some uncut interviews over the holidays when we weren't posting episodes but I switched computers and in the whole hustle and bustle of moving things over The uncut versions of a couple of interviews were lost along the way, so they did not get posted. But we are back in full force for 2016, ready to give you some amazing episodes. I hope that everyone had a great holiday season and a wonderful New Year's. I had an amazing couple of weeks since the last time that we were all together. Just this past weekend, I hosted a party for 150 people a tea party here in San Francisco that was absolutely amazing and was a really great time. I also want to take a minute to share with you a story from something that happened over the holidays and use it as a moment for a little bit of education. I was at a party over the holidays and I was having a conversation with someone and letting them know how they could find me on a social media site and I let them know that My handle on that site is Transman. Someone nearby was eavesdropping on our conversation and said, Oh, you're femme to man trans? Which isn't the proper terminology, but, you know, that's okay. And I said, 
Yeah? She said, Wow, you look really good for a trans guy. I know a lot of trans guys, and you look really good. Well, it's possible that she was trying to give me a compliment. In fact, I, I think that maybe she was trying to give me a compliment, but it wasn't really a compliment. It was kind of an insult to me and definitely an insult to trans people um, and, and other trans men in particular. Because, first off, I look good for a man, and I look good for a person. I look good, not just good for a trans man. And to say that she knows a lot of trans guys and I look good for a trans guy is to say that most trans guys don't look good. And I think that sometimes people say that because they think it's a compliment about how successful the transition was. But what that really does is to say that other people's experiences aren't successful or aren't complete or aren't somehow acceptable if they don't meet a particular standard of attractiveness that has been ingrained in society, if they don't look a particular way. Quite frankly, that's just insulting. So next time you meet a trans person who looks good, you should just tell them they look good, not that they look good for a trans person. Thanks for indulging me in that rant. I felt it was important to share. I feel this this podcast offers a lot of education that seemed like a perfect moment to share with all of you and to use as an educational tool. So thanks for listening to that rant. I had the opportunity to go see Bernie Sanders speak in Reno which was super exciting. I actually didn't realize he was going to be in town until the night before. Well, not in town, but within driving distance from me. And I found out the night before and and hopped on Facebook and found a stranger that I could hitchhike to Reno with from Sacramento. And I got up early the next day and caught a bus from San Francisco to Sacramento and hitchhiked to Reno. And I actually had the opportunity to meet Bernie Sanders and get a picture with him. So that was super, super exciting and one of the highlights of my holidays. So that's enough about me. Let's move on to what you're all here for, the Beyond Jenner podcast. Today we've got a great news section for you. Uh, Jaden Smith is the new face of the women's line for Louis Vuitton. We'll talk about that. Washington just made it a little bit easier for all of us to pee, and a Bangladeshi trans woman refuses to be seen as a problem. And after that, we'll move on into our interview section. Our first interview of 2016 is with a vet who I actually met at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas many years ago. So stay with us for all of that awesomeness. First up in today's transgender news is more of a gender-bending news story. Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith, came to media attention last year for wearing what the media was calling women's clothing. But when he spoke about it, he said he wasn't wearing girls' clothes, that he was just wearing clothes. Which is a really great statement, because 
the bottom line is all clothes are just clothes. Whether they're men's clothes or women's clothes, well, that really just comes down to what society has assigned to it. So just this past week, Louis Vuitton announced that Jaden Smith would be the new face of their women's wear section, which is just a really incredible moment in our history where we're starting to shed some of our gender requirements and gender norms and accepting that being a man or being a woman doesn't have to mean these very specific things, uh, but that we can have broader definitions of what those encompass. And while we were on break, Washington State made it much easier to go to the bathroom. A law that went into effect on December 26th states that businesses and schools must permit people to use the restroom that corresponds with their gender identity. And it also gives students access to locker rooms that correspond with their gender identity. It goes even beyond that and says if another student is unwilling to share the bathroom or locker room with a transgender person, that that student who feels uncomfortable will be asked to use a gender-neutral facility as opposed to the way it's been for quite some time in the past, if there is even another option for a transgender person or transgender student, that option is for them to go to an isolated gender-neutral restroom. So that's a pretty awesome development and really progressive, so we are super excited to go visit Washington and go to the bathroom. Today's final story in the news section is less of a news story and more of a story. This story is about a transgender woman in Bangladesh. The story just came out a couple of days ago. I really like this story because I think it adds another perspective. It adds a perspective from another culture, one that I really haven't been able to feature on this show yet. And it talks about her experience in Bangladesh living as an open transgender person and the ridicule that that she experienced from her family and her neighbors and her really quite resilient perspective that she's not a burden to society, um, that she should be accepted for the woman that she is, and really taking a stand for herself. So for anyone who's interested in, in reading about that story, it isn't too long, and there are some videos on here as well, and I think that it's just a really great opportunity to get another perspective. That will be on our website this week as well. Do you love this podcast and want to know how you can get more involved with what makes it happen? Well, there's a way. We need people to help with our news section. I'm looking for someone to keep up on transgender news and keep me apprised of some of the stories that are going on out there. Now, if you're interested in being a part of our news team, go ahead and send me an email at beyondgenner at gmail.com and put news team in the subject line. We are also looking for people to become patrons of Beyond Jenner. And a patron is someone who helps make the show happen through financial support and there are different levels of being a patron to learn more about being a patron for the show go to www.patreon 
dot com slash beyond jenner and that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash beyond jenner and now i'm really excited to turn you over to our first interview of 2016 before the new year i had a conversation with a trans woman named tiffany and today you're going to get to hear that conversation it was actually really exciting when i first decided to start this podcast i posted on my facebook to try and find people And a friend of mine from high school knew someone from an online group that she was a part of and said, hey, you should reach out to this person. I connected with Tiffany. We eventually ended up scheduling the interview that you're about to hear. But after Tiffany listened to our first episode where I talked about the organizing work that I did at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Tiffany actually reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, I met you when you were going to UNLV. So this was this was a fun interview to do, and I hope that you all enjoy it. What do you think are the most important things for someone to know about you as a trans woman? Oh, God, that's a difficult question. Let's see. Well, the fact that I am just like any other woman, I just have a different kind of history. That's just how I see it, though. I understand, like, if a lot of other trans uh, trans women don't agree, but that's how I see it, and that's how I live my life. I guess basically what I'm trying to say is that we're kind of all the same. What's your different history? What what led you up to the point where you transitioned? Well, I've done so many hyper-masculine things in my life, including joining the military, getting married, having a kid, becoming a mechanic. You know, I've just done all these hyper-masculine things that I've always felt like it was just like a cover-up. And I've always known that there was something a little different about me. And doing all that stuff was kind of like my way of pretending like I am not who I know I am. I can be this other person because that's the right way. And in the end, it wasn't. After doing all of these hyper-masculine things, how did you realize and come to terms with the idea that you were actually a woman? Throughout my whole life, I've cross-dressed always been into like wearing girls clothes and dressing up like that but as a kid I would always have dreams about it and I would wake up and be sad because I wasn't in the right body and then my earliest memory was when I was in first grade and they separated the boys and the girls the girls went to gymnastics and the boys went to kickball and I remember asking to go to the bathroom because I started crying that I couldn't go to gymnastics well so when did you transition I started transitioning July 8th, 2014. So I'm coming up in two years. Greatest two years of my life. So what got you to the point where you were finally ready to start transitioning? Honestly, it was my ex-wife, who I have everything to thank for. I mean, she's amazing. And she, she really, she helped me figure out who I was and my friends. Some of my friends would take me out and help me go shopping. 
especially when I was just expressing that I was just like cross-dressing and I didn't want to transition. At the time, I thought that was, that was what I wanted and I'd be okay with that. I thought I could just accept that. So they would take me out and take me shopping and help me do my makeup. It was, it was a long process for me. That was years and years of that. What changed where you realized, though, I, I'm not going to be happy just cross-dressing? I can't really uh, find a specific moment where I thought that. It just kind of happened. I, I guess it's more like I've always known that. I just more or less just tried to suppress it. I always kind of knew that at some point in my life, I would either transition or something else. Tell me a little more about what transitioning has been like for you. In the beginning, it was really, really hard. I was in the military, so I gained a ton of muscle. I was this huge, huge person, and I didn't see any way that it would it would work out in my favor. So in the beginning, I spent a lot of time just going back and forth, trying to figure it out, and it was, it was a very depressing time in my life where I just didn't know what I was doing or why I was doing it. But at some point, I just kind of gave up on stressing about the way I look so much and just the fact that I'm I'm heading towards a better mental state. Really, It really changed my outlook. And then all of a sudden, I just now look like a girl. I lost a ton of muscle mass by, like, now I'm, like, half the size of that I used to be, and it's just it's insane. That's great. When we were emailing, you actually mentioned that we had met at some point because you also went to University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Yeah, um... That was way back before I thought that I was going to transition. And it was just, I barely got out of high school. So I was just going around and meeting people. And one of my friends mentioned something that had to do with trans people. And I was like, oh, that was actually the first time I heard that word, too. So I was like, what is that? So I Googled it, and I was like, oh, my God, that's that's me. I went there, and it was you. I didn't realize that at the time. I was just kind of listening what you and everybody around you were saying. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, now I know that word. Now I know that's a thing. And I went home. And you're still in Las Vegas, right? Yeah. I think that people that don't live in Las Vegas think that Las Vegas is this really crazy, outlandish, liberal city. And that's just not really the case or at least it wasn't when I lived there what's it been like transitioning there for some reason or another it it feels like it's this very conservative place that just it's like a secret conservative place I've been in situations where I feel like my life is in danger and it's here where you would think or where everyone says that you know Las Vegas is fine you should be fine here but it's really not and then finding a job is so insanely hard because it's like this this city is all about the way people look. I don't have any issues with the way I look so much, but my voice. When I go out there and look for a job or when I talk to people, they immediately figure it out because of my voice or because someone around me genders me the wrong way or because they say the wrong name or they just out me in general. I've been in situations where I've gone in for interviews for work and they meet me, and they think I'm great, and then all of a sudden my voice drops because sometimes I just let my guard down. And then they get kind of this weird look on their face, and I, I always know what that look is, and then I don't get hired. There, there was an incident where I was at a bar, and I met someone, and he was amazing. Like, we were just talking for two hours, and 
it was just this amazing thing, and I thought that it was going well. And then he asked for my phone number, and so I, I gave it to him, but before I gave it to him, I, I, I stopped everything, and I told him that I'm transgender. Telling people that is kind of like a, you have a 50-50 chance of a good response and a bad response, and luckily that day I had a good response. He just didn't care. He told me he didn't care. I left and I went home, and he, he never called me or texted me or anything like that. And so a week later, I went back to the same bar, and he was there with his friends. I didn't go up to him or introduce myself or say anything to him. I just stayed on my side of the bar and didn't even approach him or look at him. When I was leaving, all of a sudden, I started hearing uh, screaming a lot of kind of like vulgar terms. Like just, they were just yelling at me, calling me a tranny and a bunch of other words. And they, they started getting in my face. And luckily, the bouncer came out and pulled them away. And it didn't progress much more than that. And I wasn't hurt too badly. But I can tell that he was a... Uh, he, he did look a little apologetic. And I can tell that it was more of his friends that were pushing him to do anything or say anything. I don't know what happened, but that's something that, like, that I'll never forget because... I always thought that Las Vegas was great for that. But the more I go out there, the more I realize it's not. Yeah. What was it like for your friends when you started to transition? I, that's when I figured out who my really good friends are. I lost a lot of friends. A lot of them would tell me that they can't call me Tiffany. A lot of them would say that they wouldn't be able to use the proper pronouns. And a lot of them would say that they just had difficulty seeing me as a girl. And when I asked them or when I corrected them, they would get mad. They would say that they needed more time or they needed, you know, they needed something else or they just couldn't do it. And I would get those responses and over time, it just, we just kind of grew apart. I lost a lot of friends because of the transition. What effect did that have on you? Well, at first it was a, it was a really depressing moment because I, I, by friends, I, I've lost a lot of like really, really close friends. Like two of my closest friends just stop talking to me but I took that and I I realized that the ones who stayed are the ones who I want in my life now I'm absolutely happy with the friends that I have now they support everything that I do and it's just it's it's a great support system that's awesome like I never realized how important they were until now and how has your family been my family has had trouble with it my mom is becoming more and more accepting. She recently bought me some clothes, which is amazing. I, I never thought it would even get to that point. I always thought it would just be like one of those unspoken things that we never talk about. We never do anything or say anything that has to do with that. And then she buys me some clothes and that was just amazing. I have two brothers and one's super, super receptive towards it. He calls me his sister and by my name, by the correct name. And he has a lot of trouble with it. There's my dad. He just has trouble with it in general. It's almost as if he refuses to kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. What's it like for your son? Oh, I think... I'm not really sure. He never really expresses anything about it. He just says that I'm a girl and I used to be a boy. And whenever I ask him if he's okay with that, he just kind of gives me a look and he says, yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't do anything more than that he uh he i know he looks at me like like i'm a girl and 
I've asked him countless times how he feels about himself, and he's expressed very firmly that he's a boy. He, he does he does know that there's a distinction. He does know that I'm I'm different from other people, which is nice. That's that's kind of all he really needs to understand at this point. Mm-hmm. It sounds like his mom has been really supportive of, of your transition. Oh yeah, his mom is has been great. She's she's my best friend. She's one of my best friends. She actually, my my transition helped her come out of the closet, and she came out as lesbian not too long ago, which is super weird. <laughs> <laughs> if you could give advice to a younger trans person who's out there or someone who thinks they might be trans, what would you say? I would tell them to not worry about what other people say and just do what you need to do. And don't stress so much about the way you look and just embrace the way you look because the way you look is you. And although, you know, there, there's, there's certain desires you might want, there's certain body types you might want, you should just learn to embrace yourself and your transition mm-hmm. and work towards that goal. What a fantastic interview, and I hope that you all enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed having the conversation with Tiffany. We have an incredible 2016 plan for you. There's going to be awesome interviews. I think that 2016 is going to be a huge year for the transgender community, and I am so excited that I will be sharing all of the developments with all of you. I think this is going to be just great. So I'm so happy that all of you joined me for our first episode of 2016. We have so much more coming. Stay tuned. Next Thursday at noon, we will be dropping our next interview. We've got some great guests lined up this year. As always, you can connect with me on Twitter at BeyondJennerPod. You can email me, BeyondJenner at gmail.com. I would love to get your thoughts and your feedback and hear what you all think about the show. If you know someone who you think would make a great 2016 interview, have them send me an email, beyondjenner at gmail.com. It's been so great spending this time with you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you right back here next Thursday at noon. Have a great week.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.